Hey, sweet friends, this is Andrea, and I'm your host for Inspire on the Go. I'm excited about the chance to talk about life, ministry, and our relationship with Jesus. I can't wait to see what God has in store. So grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation. Hey, friends, I hope that you're doing really well today. I am so excited to bring to you one of my very good friends. I love that about Arkansas. I love that we actually know each other, that we actually live life together. Um, that we are likely to run into one another at some point throughout the year. And my friend Christy Leak is joining me today on the podcast. And Christy is, she's so creative. She's so innovative. She is a communication specialist. And so I have invited her to talk to us about just communication, technologies, different strategies when it comes to the use of digital resources. And even as I say those big words, I am trying to act like I know what I'm talking about. But thankfully, Christy is here and she's going to explain everything to us and help us to really have a strong foundation when it comes to digital mindsets. And so, Christy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Andrea. You know, Arkansas is like one giant small town. That's how I think. Hey, I'm from Arkansas. And somebody will say, oh, do you know Jim? And you can say, yeah, I do. And it's likely that you know every gym they're talking about too. So it is. I love that. I tell my kids that all the time. I'm like, you never know who you're going to know. So that's right. (laughs) I try not to motivate them that way, but sometimes it works. (laughs) All right. So Christy, tell us about you. Tell us where you live. Tell us about your family and a little bit about um, just the, the different passions in your life. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, So yes, I am Christy Leak and I'm married to Jason. And we have two teenage girls, one in junior high, one in high school. We live in Wynn, which is uh, in eastern Arkansas, and we attend Wynn Baptist Church. My husband, Jason, is a, a corporate chaplain with Corporate Chaplains of America, and we have both been in ministry either as vocation or as lay leaders really all of our adult lives, and that's a lot of years. Um, I do work full-time uh, for a digital marketing agency based in Memphis called Speak Creative. I've been the HR director and operations director there for about 15 years now. So that's really where my, uh, my church life, uh, my ministry life, and my uh, communications exposure and marketing exposure kind of collide is in those two things. Uh, Ministry-wise, though, for me personally, I teach women in Bible study at my church each week, and I serve on our leadership team for the women's ministry at Wynn Baptist. Uh, And I also work with you with the state convention as a regional network leader for the women's ministry. Um, So a lot of kind of different things that I do really kind of at the heart of all of that is I love to see people be successful in whatever God's called them to do. Uh, That makes me a great support team member, which is kind of where I fit naturally. But I love to teach, helping seeing people get something, get that idea, that light bulb moment. I especially love to do that with the gospel and with teaching the word. I love the transformation that happens when truth sets into somebody's heart and and seeing what that does next. And uh, the Lord has just been gracious to me that I've been able to do that. Uh, through my job um, at Speak Creative, but also in the various opportunities he has given me to do in ministry um, for a lot of years now. I love that. So tell me, I'm curious, how did you find your, you know, vocational path into communications? Was that a passion of yours as a child or um, how did that happen? 
Uh, well, I landed with Speak um, because uh, <laughs> Speak was a, a media ministry, uh, well, a media company working particularly with ministries. And so I had a strong call of God into vocational ministry when I was 15 years old. And I knew that that didn't always involve being on a church staff. That didn't always involve working directly in the denomination or for uh, for a, a nonprofit doing ministry, uh, that I knew that I could take my skills and my resources and use them in the marketplace as well. And so I met uh, my boss through a church that I had been working at. He had an, oppor- an open opportunity that fit my skills, which were office management at the time. And so I took my administrative and support skills. Um, as well as my creative background um, in painting and arts and hospitality and just creative problem solving. And it just was a natural fit. But really, it was God that landed me there. It could not, that's the only way that Jason and I have been able to look back 15 years and say that, you know, this particular job was was definitely uh, God bringing those two things together. Um, and hopefully uh, my boss and speak creator would say the same thing as well, that it was God that brought us, uh, joined those two things together. So specifically in communications, I didn't go to school for communications or marketing, but all of those things kind of come together uh, just very naturally. And really it's been learning on the job that I've been able to work alongside of great clients and ministries and businesses and large organizations and see some of the, some brilliant people do brilliant things. And um, I needed to learn that too. So I picked up what I could. That is so exciting. And I, I just wonder if that's really speaking to somebody who may be listening today, who is experiencing vocational call in their life where they're sensing maybe, you know, God's calling them into ministry, but they're not quite sure what that looks like. And I, I always love to encourage people to really be open to God's creativity in your life. It may look like a traditional you know, role within a church, but it may look like something that you do where you're coming alongside a ministry and um, helping them to communicate and to cast that vision and to not only communicate and cast the vision, but execute. That's something that I've, I've really watched you do very well is that you have that gifting to not only see the picture, but also to see the next steps to help move the process forward. And so um, that is so very exciting. Well, I want us to jump into our conversation because we have a, a lot to cover. And what we're going to do in this podcast, this is going to become a two-part series at least. Um, we're going to just lay a, a foundation for communication and for strategies when it comes to communication and just try to understand kind of the, the, the landscape of communication. And Christy's going to help us to do that. But before we jump into your kind of key points, let's talk about just some of the challenges in communication and some of the blessings, you know, so especially in our, in light of our current world. So talk to us a little bit about communication and both the challenges and and some of the, the blessings. You know, I think that for where we are in the year, being at the very beginning of a brand new year, 2021, it's, it's that natural point to look back and to see what the past year taught us. And oh my, didn't 2020 teach us some things. And I think every organization right now, every church, every parachurch ministry, nonprofits, even businesses, they're asking the same question is how do we communicate best with those we're trying to reach in light of where we stand, 
with what's going on even right now in our nation, um, just politically, but also in response to the pandemic that we're still experiencing and even the, the future changes that, that that brings. How do we do this best? So it's a great time of reflection. It's a great time to simplify and clarify and get to the heart of really what we're trying to do. Uh, because you know, 2020 made us rethink just about everything we knew. Who yeah, knew? The benefit to that process for sure. Absolutely. And, and I think that it helped uh, peel back some of the layers and for us to, to see the good things that were working and to see the things that weren't working and to let them go and to really to understand our limits and our limitations, the things that, that work both ways, even some things that we have held up as idols and held on to just some wrong things. It exposed some of our comfort zones and oh boy, did it, it, it really exposed fear, uh, a lot of fear. And when you look at some of those things, whatever that plays out for your organization, even down to your family, both of those, both of those things, the good things, the blessings, and, and the hard things, it's good to look at them and to see what we learned. Um, and so if, you, if you've not even maybe made a list of that, I think that that would be a really good thing to do, even to the individual level. That's so good. That's so good. Okay, well, let's jump in and let's talk about some foundational elements to communication and different strategies. So um, just jump right in and, and talk about some of your key thoughts when it comes to communication. Yeah, absolutely. I think that we need to establish some foundational things first. We certainly could approach with uh, different tools and different resources that are the must-have things, the things to have in your your toolbox and we'll get to that because I think it, it helps for people to hear about some of the things that you may not know about before. There are a couple that actually I'm uh, excited to tell you about, but not today, coming soon. Yes. Uh, but I think we have to get these foundational things first. And so I think the first thing that we really have to think about is knowing who our target is or knowing who our audience is before we even decide what our communication, our ministry strategy, whether it's digital first or in-person first, we have to know who our members are. We have to know who's in our group or who's in our target range. And so that may mean that we have to do some really hard work of digging in and talking to our members and saying, hey, how do you communicate best? Are you an email reader? Are you a, a texter? Do you prefer somebody to call you on the phone? Do you even have internet access? You know, I'm in a rural community and most people here do have cell phones, uh, but not everybody has internet access. And so that changes your scope of what you're able to do because you certainly want to reach <clears throat> the most people that you can and you just don't want to leave people out. Um, you need to make sure that what you're doing reaches who you're trying to reach. And so for us, even the local radio is still a very viable media source for us, uh, the weekly newspaper. And so given whatever your context is, knowing and talking to your people about how to find out how they communicate best, how you can connect with them best, how you can build that relationship with them best, that is key to understanding who, who that are. In my Bible study group, and that's not a large group 
Um, but it's a good size and but not all of them are tech savvy. And so I need to know really how best to communicate. Jenny's a texter. Crystal would prefer I call her on the phone. Um, Retha needs a card in the mail. All those kinds of things are very important to know. And somehow we have to be able to execute them as, as well. And that is hard work, hard work to do. It's going to take some time to know, to know that. But once we do, it is foundational information that is just going to make it what you do even stronger. Yeah, I think of that as just setting yourself up for success, honestly, Absolutely. so that you can make sure that you um, are communicating in a way that's effective, but also that meets their needs. So that makes perfect sense. So know the audience, yeah. know how they communicate, know how they like to receive that information. That's right. Yeah, people are our ministry. And if we don't know the people, we will miss the opportunities to apply the gospel into their lives. Mm, that's so a we have to right them. there. <laughs> All right. That sounds great. Okay. So once we know our target audience, what's your next thought? So once you know that you've got that data, you've got that information. And so you're going to be able to see some trends. You're going to be able to see that you've got a strong group that probably is maybe digital first. That means being digital first would mean that you can do things through your website, through social media channels, uh, even through uh, email newsletters or even using text messages, using YouTube, that they're going to know how to use those, those tools and those apps that's comfortable for them to receive information and to give information back because it goes both ways. Uh, and so once you know that, you know that maybe, you know, if a large percentage of your group is there, you can, you're probably comfortable with a digital first kind of communication strategy. The other is not letting go of analog strategy too. And by analog, I mean um, old school. Uh, so we're talking about print pieces, uh, things that can go in the mail, like newsletters, cards in the mail, down to even in-person connections and visits um, and thinking through those, even using things like the local radio and the newspaper, like I already mentioned, of using those things too to connect to people and so you may have some people that still need that and the truth is we need both of those we need digital and we need analog to complement each other uh, we we need them we need them both we don't need to abandon one or the other especially right now um, right now um, we're going through kind of it feels like the pendulum kind of swung digital first uh, last year as we had to go digital to because we couldn't be in person and I feel like now the pendulum may be swinging back a little bit um, our digital platforms the major ones that we use are in a little bit of turmoil right now and and the truth is they may continue to experience turmoil and may not be always the best option and so I think it's important for us to not only have just a Facebook page um, and depend on that for our digital presence, but to think through some other strategies as well. Okay, so when we think about those other strategies, what are some of our, our options? What are some of our thoughts? Um, so for in digital world, you've got a Facebook page, which would be a public page. I would encourage people to have a private Facebook group with approved members particularly for connecting with your direct members. If you're leading a women's ministry group, I would definitely have that as a private 
uh, page um, and use that as a means of communication with them. Facebook is still our largest platform and most, most broadly used um, by all of our age groups, uh, for sure. Uh, but there are other things that you can use to email newsletters, uh, to texting groups, um, some of those others that are uh, uh, less volatile right now. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's great to have all of those different levels of, in a sense, investors in your ministry, too. You know, you have those, you know, people who come in the front door who may or may not be a member. They may just be checking it out. And obviously they can, uh, you know, do that through your normal Facebook page. But then as they get more assimilated into your your church or your ministry, you want to have a place for them where they can have some ownership and to have some process in that. So that makes perfect sense. And I know we'll get into more of that into our, in our next conversation. Um, but we definitely want to, you know, con continually consider that digital versus analog. And one point I was going to make on that too, is that, you know, with the analog and with the more in-person um, or the need for that personal contact, I think we're seeing a, a huge swing in that direction. People are, are lonely and people are really yes. needing, you know, those personal touches. And so um, I have a friend who went back to literally putting cards in the mail and, and sending them through, um, you know, the, the postal service. And it's just, for some people, that's exactly what they need. So I love that you brought that up. That's, that's so good. Yeah, I got a card in the mail yesterday from my coworker. I see her every day. And we talk every day online. We are uh, with each other uh, virtually because we both work remote. But I got a card in the mail and it just delighted me. Um, and it was just, uh, it, it was just really, really nice. So I agree. I think that we, we do have to make sure we're uh, remembering some of our old school ways too. Yes. Okay, so give us another idea, another strategy, another um, idea when it comes to just strategy with uh, communication. So I think that the next kind of foundational point is, is understanding that you do have a digital presence out there on the internet and that you really should own it. Um, and it's kind of the idea similar to owning a house versus renting a house. And when you own that digital presence, it's yours. And you are, um, you control it. You can make it feel like yours and do the right things with it. When we use social media channel channels, that's like renting a space. And so it is, we're using that platform to put our message out there. And we're using a platform that has terms and conditions that can change and may not always suit the message that, that we're work, working with. And so I can't say for sure, um, or I can't force every, every church or ministry to invest into a website, but I do think that we need one. Every, every church and ministry should. The problem is you may not always have the resources uh, financially or even, um, even the volunteers or personnel to, to even kind of keep it up. And so I think that even even us with some of the larger resources, we need to start to position ourselves to help those smaller ministries and smaller churches achieve that to some degree, because it's, it's becoming the, uh, the thing to have. So your people know where you are. Yeah, and I would good. say, go ahead. I was just going to say that's so good. And I love that idea of investing in another church that way, Absolutely. you know, that kingdom mindset. Um, I think that's beautiful. 
Yeah, and it you know there's there's so many ways that we could could use our resources to to help another church or another church plant or another ministry share their story mm-hmm. and to reach the people that they're they're doing. It could it could definitely be the way of sponsoring another church um, and and helping them do that. And I would say that if your organization reaches people who are seventy and under <laughs> or um, have people in your congregation who are 70 and under that you have to have a website. And at the bare minimum, it's, it's something that tells your people what's going on in your fellowship. Um, but it's also telling the public what you're about, what your message is and, and how they can connect to that message. And that's the bare minimum. And there are thousands of things, thousands of things that we can do with, with websites and content strategy and how we take, take all of this to share the gospel through incredible things that we can do with the internet. And I will say, even though I'm not real tech savvy, there are platforms out there that are very user friendly um, where you can establish a website. You can maybe walk through a tutorial and um, be able to set that up. And, and, you know, really maybe there's somebody like in your congregation that has some gifting in this area you're right. We need to own our digital space. We need to, you know, take the steps to invest in that because if there's anything we learned in 2020 is that things can change very quickly. That's right. All right. Very good. good. Okay. So as we own our digital space, um, tell us, you know, uh, what's next in terms of your thinking with strategies for communication. Yeah. So my next point is, is really about being a creative thinker and how you can approach strategy and that is it's a little bit more theoretical than it is practical um but maybe it has some practical points to it too but that's being a yes and type thinker versus being the no but kind of responder and so when we look at new ideas we need to see them as opportunities and allow our thoughts to be Yes, I hear that. And we can do this instead of a no, we can't do that. Or a no, but I don't want to. <laughs> or whatever, whatever that may be. And it, in some ways, it sounds like just trying to have a positive spin to things. But what it really does, it, it makes you say, yes, I'm going to keep thinking about whatever's in front of me, whatever the issue is, the, the problem, the, the next thing I need to, the hurdle I need to cross. Um, and it makes you say, yes, it's there. And here's how I'm going to react to it. Instead of even saying, nope, I don't want to deal with that. And we just ignore it. And we keep doing sometimes the same thing. And we miss those opportunities to grow and to find new creative ideas and what it does is it helps us to also uh, when we practice that it helps us to be uh, nimble and flexible to whatever comes next pivot was the big word for 2020 and so that's what allows us to for someone to say at 10 o'clock your 10 30 service can't go online what do we do now how do we let people know how do we how do we get around all of these things? And so it really helps put into practice a, a creative and critical thinking kind of strategy for it 
for whatever we're looking at. Uh, so I just wanted to include that because uh, sometimes we think that that's not for everybody in it. Some people like me who are dreamers um, and natural creative thinkers, we, we tend to live there and we need the people who might want to say, no, you can't do that to kind of keep us grounded. But I think there's great benefit in, in kind of playing, playing that answer out often of being able to say yes and fill in the blank. That's so good because so often when we hit that hurdle or we hit that challenge, we just shut down, you know, and right. the opportunity to grow and to pivot and to transition and change, you know, on so many different levels, we, we miss that opportunity. But if we'll stay in there and really also surround ourselves with people who will challenge us and help us right. to see what we can't see, um, then we'll make that, we'll make that progress and God will work in, in really incredible ways. And so that's just a good word for us, especially in light of constant changes and challenges with technology. Uh, Christy, I'll tell this story because it's, it's really kind of how I deal with things and you just witnessed it firsthand. So before we jumped on the podcast, I told Christy, I'm going to pray because that's how I deal with technology. I just pray and ask the Lord, please help me. You know, and there, there's, I really, you know, there's a place for that spirituality, but there's also a place to, to know, like, what do we do? And so being informed um, is so, so helpful. And so I appreciate that word. I think all of us need that reminder as we head into a new year that has new opportunities and new challenges. Exactly. All right. Okay. So I know you have one more thought for us uh, whenever it comes to communications and share it with us. So this last one um, is comes back to a thought that I had already mentioned, and that's that we really need to take the time um, to simplify our ministry vision and the strategy, but also to keep it visible in front of us. And so I think those things go hand in hand together. And we've done this uh, the last year, year and a half with our women's ministry through the state convention. And I'm really excited about, where we are and where we're heading with that and being able to put that into real practice uh, very soon with regional roundtables that are coming up and being able to take the the key components to making disciples and we've we've put it into a nice framework that we're, that is repeatable and that is shareable and that we can point back to time and time again and that's very exciting to me because it helps us stay focused on what we have agreed are the important things. And so right now's the time. Right now's yes. the time to realize the Lord in many ways has simplified our life and our ministry right. in many ways by kind of eliminating or or stripping away or pruning however you want to look at it. And so let's step into this year with that mindset of simplify, clarify, move on with the things of God and um, really, really just trust him to work in incredible ways as we're disciplined and focused in the, the plans that he's put on our heart. Yeah, we do that in, in the business world um, through marketing and branding. A lot of companies put a ton of money into how their logo looks and what their brand name is. And ministries and churches do that as well. We, we want to put that out there. And sometimes we, we let kind of that that name or that who we are stand out and the vision and the mission kind of get pushed to the side. 
Mm-hmm. And so, but it's really the vision and the mission that we're doing that, that keeps us focused on what we're about. And so for, for our, our ministries, it can be as simple as the Great Commission from, from Matthew and those verses. It could be simple as go and make disciples. And if we even physically keep that in front of us on a piece of paper, on a note card, on something, on a magnet, on a sticker, something fancy on your desk, when you keep that in front of you, it helps you to zero in on what you're about. Uh, we just did that with, uh, with the company that I work for at Speak, and we had a week-long training session. We do this every year. You know, it's a lot of team bonding, a lot of content training, a lot of really good beginning-of-the-year type goal-setting events. And this year, our, our weekly T-shirt, our, our theme T-shirt, had our values on it. We did a little postcard in a frame um, that was, I mean, we, we spent 50 cents to print each one at FedEx. It wasn't real expensive, but it just had our core values on there. It sits on your desk. And for us, it's making sure that our core values make their way into our work every single day. And I think in a ministry sense, we need to do that as well. Is what I'm doing, if what I'm strategizing right now, what I'm planning, um, what I'm promoting, are they pointing back to and are part of the mission and the strategy we have established for um, our ministry? That's so good. Well, thank you so much for that. I, I appreciate your heart. I appreciate the way God has gifted you and how you can articulate that in an understandable way. I want to put a plug in for our roundtables. Christy's one of our network leaders. Uh, in fact, coming up this Thursday, you have the opportunity to virtually meet uh, with leaders in your regional area. We're going to talk about, um, you know, trends in ministry to women. We're going to talk about challenges that we face. We're going to talk about opportunities and events coming up in 2021. You're going to hear about this um, training and leadership process that we have really simplified and that we've clarified. Um, and and I, it's just going to be a great time of networking together. I want to encourage you to log on to our website at the Arkansas Baptist State Convention at www.absc.org WMR. You can learn more and register there. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. And so we just want um, all of you to know that you're not alone in this journey, even in the area of communication and digital media and Um, just all the opportunities that are out there. We want to resource you with the mindset, um, with the strategies, but also with the tools. And so come back um, as uh, Christy and I are going to continue this conversation and we'll get to some of those specific um, strategies and tools and things that are available to you through digital media. So Christy, thank you for joining us on this first installment uh, and just want you to know how much we appreciate you. Thank you so much. I enjoyed being here. Looking forward to having some more conversations as well. All righty. So I hope everyone has a great day. Thanks for listening. I hope today's episode helps you embrace the full free abundant life that God provides. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to Inspire on the Go. If you would like more encouragement to help you grow in your faith, visit my website at andrealennonministry.org. Come back next time and enjoy another episode of Inspire on the Go.